The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. Hello and welcome everybody. It's the Joel Mahalik Show. Welcome to the podcast. I am Sharon and... I am Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we're playing role reversal today. Well, we can. <laughs> no, let's not. All right, all right. I'm Joel. Because you and... do you so well. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You do. Wow. Well, hey, thanks for coming back to the podcast, everybody. Absolutely. Uh, we have uh, um, we have some things, uh, I have some business things to mention before we get into what we want to get into. Okay, go ahead and whatever, mention them. Whatever it is we want to get into. <laughs> uh, so, first of all, joelmahalik.com. That's the website. Now, there's a couple extra things going on at the website. Really? One of which is on the homepage, there is a button that says 24-7 stream, and that is exactly as it sounds. That is our program streaming 24-7. Wow. Check you out. On the Reality One Radio Network. Check you out. So if you cannot wait between weeks, when the between episodes on your favorite player... That you subscribe to, guess where? At joelmahalik.com. What? Then you can stop over there and click 24-7 stream. Shut up. And you can scream. You can scream. Scream. (laughs) (laughs) Scream while you're streaming. You can stream the shows uh, on whatever device. That is fantastic. It is fantastic. And our thanks to... uh, Tony over there at Reality One Radio. Um, it, yeah. You can listen practically with any device. There's, Thank you, Tony. Thank <laughs> there's not an app, but Thank you, Tony. you just Thank point you. your browser and it goes. Yeah, it's awesome. Now, also, uh, Tony also threw in another little thing. He pulled something out of his hat. And I, I think this was more for you because the way you were complaining about the length of the, of the name at joelmaholic.com. <laughs> So literally now, you know, our, uh, on Facebook, our Facebook is at JM Talk. Well, right. now you can go to jmtalk.net. What? And it will get you to the same place as joelmaholic.com. So I think you JM did that for you. jmtalk.net. Yes. So lots of Me stuff. Me <laughs> Lots of neat stuff happened this week. Wow. While we were in between podcasts. That is fantastic, yeah. actually. So, uh, so jmtalk.net. jmtalk.net. Facebook is at jmtalk. Twitter is still at WQYB Radio. And that means? What does what mean? WQYB Radio. Uh, oh, you you always whisper it. I don't need to say I it. <laughs> I don't need to say it because you're always whispering it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that's the business end of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so feel free that's to. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's great. It's great. Tony I've, and is I, amazeballs. 
and yesterday, see, see, do not disturb what? What do not disturb? My... I brought the iPad in here because some of the material is on there if we need it. <laughs> and we put it in do not disturb mode because there's no silence switch like there is on an iPhone. Yeah. And so we put it in do not disturb and it just disturbed me with, with the game sound. Right. So that means in about 13 or 14 minutes, the cows are going to be mooing up in here. Wow. So, anyway. The cows are be a I have the volume turned down and we put it in the not disturb. Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway. You're so, just going to have to turn your notifications off. <laughs> like I told you to do the first time. What? There is no, what? There's no off. In a, <laughs> anyway, we were going to get into some uh, home ec. I guess in 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 a, in a way of looking at it, maybe. Yeah. Home ec. Yeah. So maybe a little bit. So a couple of weeks ago, I was making a joke on the show. We talked about how we go shopping, and we're you know, we're talking mm -hmm. about Walmart and how we changed Walmarts, right. and it's much better, mm -hmm. folks. But I was saying that we shop every two weeks, and then we go to the store every day in between because right. we didn't pick up what we needed for dinner or something to that effect. Right. And the reality of it is every day we will be on our way home in the afternoon around dinner time th saying, so... So what do you want for dinner? What do we want to do for dinner? And that drives me, can I just tell you straight up, that drives me absolutely insane. Well, it drives me a little insane too. No, I'm just saying that you cannot provide dinner for me <laughs> without me having to say, hey, this is what I want. I'm playing. Well, the funny thing is... But seriously, though, I mean, it, it drives me nuts that we have to, you know, come up with a last-minute plan. Well, for a couple of months, we did have... Uh, we still have the calendar. We have a Google calendar called Meal Plan. And for, right. like, two months straight... We had it mapped out, and we yeah, followed it. Like we shopped to home, it. Yeah, and we and we and we we did it. Right. I mean, for two months, our meal, we knew what we were having for dinner each night. Right, and and we almost had no repeats. Right, which was also amazing. Yeah. So, but, but then you know like, what? I, okay, this is, we started it last year. I, I I figured it out. We started it in March. Okay. And went into April with it. And then what happened after that? Boom. The the summer season's here, so we're down the beach. True. And that yeah. and that will mess up a calendar because Yeah, but it then we're down the beach going, then, What do you want to have for dinner? What right. do you want? Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So <laughs> what we do is we, we incorporate we plan the meals and regardless of where we're at. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Regardless. Exactly. Irregardless. And my voice. I what is going on? I told with you that? to save the voice for the I podcast. I did. I didn't talk all day. You were out there talking to the flowers. <gasps> so I didn't know you heard. <laughs> so so we did this for a little while and we have to get back to it. We do, but I think today we need to start getting back to it. The reason I think that you brought it up was because we wanna know from you guys out there. If, when you were growing up, your parents, did your parents do this, plan your meals, you know, like on a weekly basis for their shopping or a monthly basis, or were your parents 
Hey, what do you want for dinner tonight? Oh, I don't know. How about peanut butter and jelly? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Was it like that? Who are you imitating there? Just anybody. <laughs> Just anybody. I wasn't imitating anybody in particular. But, yeah, so let us know. Yeah. Because I've... back in the day, when, I, when I'm talking about when I was a kid, back when... We had to chisel out our dining room tables. Um, so my parents, maybe it's because I didn't really pay attention, but every night we got to the dinner table and food was there. Yeah. Did they have these plan arguments? It? Right. Yeah, or did, not arguments. Did they, ha- did they have these discussions right. at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? I don't know. Now, I know for a fact my mother had menus planned out every week. And she had it written down on a calendar on the refrigerator. So she would use that for her shopping list also. Well, and I'm trying to think... We've been together a long time. And I'm trying to think when the, when the, girl, when the, when the girls were girls... <laughs> when the when the girls were growing up, you know, instead of did, boys, <laughs> did did we have a plan? I don't even remember. No, you know, mm-hmm. okay, we didn't have a plan on a calendar or anything. But no. what did we do? Did you just decide every night? And yes. I, well, see, that's. And I refused to do it, and now here we are. We're like, uh, what do you want for dinner? I don't know, well, why, George. Why don't you go back to doing uh, what, what you were doing then? Why should I be the only one trying to figure out what I want for dinner? If it were up to me... If I left it up to you, I would not be eating here. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Holy moly, no way. (laughs) Point well taken. Back to the calendar today. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) So, but yeah, I mean, we don't know what our parents did. Uh, yeah, did they did they make the decisions on the fly? I mean, you know, you go out and you food shop weekly or biweekly, however you do it, you're shopping. Right. right. So uh, uh, that's become a routine. I think. I think you just go out there and you go, okay, we need this, we need that, we need. I pl- when I, when we're shopping, I plan more for my lunches at work. I know. Than we do for dinner. Uh, see, he admits it on air. Well, he cares more about himself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. But no, we do have to get back to planning our dinners, and you know, for the month we have that calendar. Let's use it. And we have dozens of cookbooks. Oh we my have God. canisters we have of recipes from so the old. So many cookbooks. Two, three generations worth of recipes. Yeah. And we do nothing with it. I pulled a cookbook the other day, and I was reading it today, and it's a slow. It's, it's called the Slovak American Cookbook. Right. And uh, you know, here's the thing: like when when I go into it, I expect to see all Slovak recipes. Now, of course, I'm Slovak and Italian and English. Whatever my mother was, I think it was Italian, English, Scottish, was you know whatever. My father was full-blown Slovakia, uh, you know, Czech. So, but as you know, I relate more to the Slovak side, and we eat recipes, you know, geared that way. So I'm looking at this book, and uh, I, I read the preface for the first time, and it's this uh, like a ladies' auxiliary in a Catholic church somewhere back in 1952 right. that wrote this book. Oh wow! So 
I it fails to have a lot of Slovak recipes in there. Right. Like it talks about the traditional Christmas Eve dinner. It talks about the traditional Easter morning breakfast. Oh wow. But then when you're going through for the recipes, yeah, there's chili con carne. You know, five different ways, Texas chili, right. how to make tortillas. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I go back to the index. I'm like, where's the sauerkraut soup? It's not there. Right. You know, so I feel a little and ripped if off. if you were making sauerkraut soup. You wouldn't be eating here. I would not be home here. <laughs> but it sounds I, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, no. Yeah, yes. No. <laughs> I don't think so, Scooter. But I just feel a little ripped off uh, from the book. I, you know, I. But all the times I flipped through it, wondering. Today I read the preface, and it was just recipes by all these ladies over the years, mm-hmm. and they put it together to sell this book. So that's why there's a lot of non-Slovak cooking in this Slovak American cookbook. That's. But it weird. does. It does tell you how to make pierogi and some other things, uh, rushki. Yeah. You know, seven different ways. Yeah. Um, you know, I like Ruskies. So, but we do have dozens of cookers. We have the Jewish American cookbook. We have cookbooks that <laughs> we have tell the you. American American cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have our own binder of our own recipes. Right. Uh, and we have we have books that tell you how to make restaurant ripoff, like duplication of restaurant sure. recipes. Right. We never use no. these books. Very rarely. Because. I don't like cooking with a recipe. Why? Because I like to be able to finagle my recipes. Well, you can do that with cooking. What's the, what's the saying? What's the saying? Cooking is a blank when baking is a science. Cooking is an art. Oh, okay. Baking is a science. So you yes. have the baking part right. Yes. Bacon! <laughs> baking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bacon, not bacon. But anyway, I like to... I mean, it's not that I hate recipes. I, I mean, I like recipes in the sense where I I like to know what's in a, a meal. You know what I mean? Right. But I don't always follow the measurements. You know what they had in this cookbook? Several, several recipes called barbecue ground beef, which is obviously... Sloppy Joe's. <laughs> I mean, just an FYI. Because, you know, well, back back in barbecue. the 50s, they weren't cracking open cans of Sloppy Joe mix, just that ground beef. Well. You know, they had to make this stuff. So, just That enough. is cray-cray. Yeah, FYI. FYI. F-Y-I. Yeah. So, we are going to get back to a calendar. Yes. Try to plan out meals. Yes. And... Um, I don't know. Yeah, and and maybe go through. I think the, we should because. And I think when we do the calendar, we should go through some of these recipe books. Well, you and I need to go on a diet. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much because we need to go on a diet. More than more like we need to eat healthier. Yeah. So. Um, Which would help with our health. Yeah. <laughs> because we're eating. Healthier, right? <laughs> no, so, I get it. no, but seriously, I mean, you and know, maybe we need by structuring, right? And maybe by get stru- back to doing that, structuring that will help us. Sure, do that. Yeah. So, 
Absolutely. But uh, so anyway, you know, you can message us on Facebook. You can also send email to joelmahalikradio at gmail.com and tell us how do you plan out your meals, especially if you're right. working and running around, you're doing all these things. How do you accomplish what you're sitting down and having at the table? And even though we're on our own now, the kids are gone. Right. And, it's still and difficult. that's the other thing. What is your family structure like? Do you have one child? Do you have a bunch of children? Right. Or is it just you? Is it just you and your significant other? And if it is, you know, and if it is just the two of you, where do you buy a half a loaf of bread? Right. You know, I'm that's another saying. whole topic. But you know, if you think about it, we could do what we do for our roles. Oh yeah, yeah. But you, you can't know. do that for everything. I'm talking about everything. No, I they know. Don't but I'm talking make, about bread. Right. I know, and and that works. Right. But when we go shopping, there's a lot of things where we find that we have to buy so much of when we just want half of that. True. So. That's true. So your thoughts are welcome. Uh, send them on Facebook. Send them through the email. Um, and we, we'd like to hear what you guys are doing. Uh, so uh, uh, remember, the website is joelmahalik.com. And, and my stroke sh- right is on there. So we'll yeah, just get, click that little button. Right later on on the program, a new hero, a new wombat, and we're gonna cut out of here and take a quick break and come right back. All right. After this, this message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? I did. I hope so. Welcome back to the Joel Mahalik Show. Uh, JoelMahalik.com, that's the website. And from there, you can do all kinds of things like listen to the show, subscribe to the show, and now listen to our 24-7 streaming station. Absolutely. Nothing but Joel Mahalik Show. And and Sharon. Sharon. Yeah. Right? That's awesome. But why, why Why are your eyebrows down, though? That's They're a, not down. It's a sign of. <laughs> now look, you got me looking weird now because now my eyebrows are all the way up to my hairline. So, <laughs> so they're not like you know. Ow. So during, they're not down. During the break, I was flipping through that book. Okay. And I found two words together that should never, ever, 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 ever <laughs> be together. I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm salmon very... loaf. Salmon loaf. No, yeah. never, never. Mm, that's what's for dinner tonight. <laughs> See, this will be one of those times where I'm not in this house for dinner. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> no. My mom used to make salmon loaf. Oh, my God. But she used to use the salmon out of a can. I would leave the salmon in the can. And I would have meatloaf. It was so gross. <laughs> it was so gross, I have to say. See? Uh, <laughs> like, that alone killed me for salmon. I like seafood. But that alone killed me for salmon. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway. So uh, no salmon for you. <laughs> <laughs> at Facebook is at JM Talk and Twitter Q WQIB Radio. And I cannot even believe this is uh, this is a debate, but now there's this big social media debate about how many chuggas come before, before the choo-choo. Wow. Yeah. And it's chugga chugga choo choo. That's what it's you do. And I'm saying chugga, it's three. Chugga chugga too. Chugga 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 choo choo. No. That's what it's Yeah. Chugga chugga choo choo. That's how it is. Well, here here's the background on it. Oh god. Uh <laughs> a, re a Reddit user recently posted a seemingly innocent question to the subreddit too afraid to ask and blew it up into one of the greatest debates in social media time. Wow. How many chuggas are you supposed to say before choo-choo? And the number is two. He says, I've always said two, but now my kid is saying three. Uh, however, my kid's preschool teacher says one, and it pisses me off that there aren't enough chuggas for a chew. How's the train <laughs> supposed to go anywhere? <laughs> so it can't be chugga-chew. <laughs> it needs more than one chugga to get the chew going. Wow. <laughs> Okay. So the question immediately sparks some pretty fervent responses. Really? Yeah. Well, one of those, there is no debate. One of the most it's popular two. comments cited the the importance of the of the Batman theme song to this particular situation. Uh, quote: My rules is the same number of chuggas as we do for the Batman cartoon theme song. Na 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 Batman. <laughs> Uh, soon after this comment was made, the consensus, consens the consensus seemed to be that eight was the optimal number of chuggas for perfect chugga-choo-choo -choo proportions. <laughs> Others felt that eight chuggas were way too many, and for the sake of brevity, four was sufficient. Chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-choo-choo, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Still uh, two. A diplomatic soul came up with a compromise between two most popular answers. Uh, more specifically, always multiples of four, depending on how far you need to pretend that your train is moving. Or how fast it's pretending to move. Right. Uh, while two commenters tried to break everything down into a very complicated but solid math joke. Gotcha. If two trains leave the station at the same time, travel in opposite directions, and one travels at four chuggas per choo-choo, and the other 12 chuggas per choo-choo, how long till... They are four choo-choos apart. <laughs> <laughs> then somebody replied to that and said, I am going to assume that you meant time taken for the trains to be four chuggas apart and not four choo-choos apart because choo-choo is clearly a time limit. <laughs> so we have so we have train one's position defined as, and then they, wow, they did math. Look at this. They did mathematical equations and everything. Wow. <laughs> uh uh, in other words, the time it takes one full choo-choo to happen, both trains will be 16 chuggas apart. What? 
One thing everyone could agree on was that the teacher's preference for one chugger before choo-choo was absolutely wrong. So, um, there was really no uh, final say in this debate on yes, Reddit. Yes, there is a final say. There, your final say is not enough. There's got It's got to be three... No, no, my final say is the final say. <laughs> it's got to be three chuggas. I don't think you understand me. <laughs> I mean, just look, chugga, chugga, choo, choo, chugga, 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 choo, choo. See, it even makes a big, a better choo, choo sound after three chuggers. Chugga, chugga, choo, choo, or chugga, 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 choo, choo. See? See how you. Because the third chugga gives it that choo, choo. Okay. You don't get it? You oh don't say it? Oh, my God. You don't say it. Look, I'm losing my mind officially. <laughs> I am losing my mind. No, losing your mind is when we have to sing uh, Baby Shark all day. <gasps> that is mind Baby losing. Baby Shark. You know, this is, okay. You brought up Baby Shark. I did. We had our grandson yesterday, and he loves Baby Shark. Okay? So, being the great-grandfather that he is, Joel would incorporate anything in place of Baby Shark. <laughs> he would say, Mammy Shark, do 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 Mammy Shark, do do Or Molly Shark. Or Molly Shark, do 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 Or Poppy Shark, do 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 So... Yeah. You see my eyeballs spinning real fast? No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my God, it's so funny, guys, to see Joel with our grandson. It is hilarious. He's, well, what he's was, just so, well, they, what was, they get along together so well. Until he misbehaves. And then mm. you yell at him and scare the poop out of him. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think you had to change his diaper any more than usual, but the <laughs> the funny thing we had we had uh, we had the kids Friday night for a little bit too, so we stopped at Acme yeah. because we didn't know we were having for dinner on Friday night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling back, remember that? Work, right. <laughs> so we were in Acme, or depending on what part of the country it might be, Jewel or it might be Albertsons, but we were in line, and I guess <laughs> you found. You found a piece of food or something in uh, Victor's ear. Yeah. So you're trying to clean it out. And you're like, what do you have in your ear? And he says, baby shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. That was funny. So anyway, uh, I'm, I'm, here's my final word. Chugga, 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 choo-choo. Chugga, Three chugga, choo choo, chugga, chugga, choo choo. I'll tell you what. Show that. Chugga, show chugga, me in. Show me the concrete proof that it's two chuggas to a chew. Okay. Chew. Two chuggas to a choo choo. Okay. Let me get to my iPad. I'll show you. <laughs> chugga, chugga. Well, choo, until choo. until I see definitive proof, I'm going with three chuggas. Okay, you go with three chuggas, okay. and I'll go with two. I will. I'm going with three chuggas. All right. Uh, so there. Earlier this week. On our Facebook page, I posted a video from, I think it was New York, of a guy kicking an old woman in the face on a train. Oh, it was... Ter oh, it was my God. Terrible video. It's out everywhere. Made it all the way down here to Philadelphia. And they're... Oh, my 
They're God. trying to get this guy. Now, as of podcast time, we don't know if he's been caught or not. I hope he has. Right. But here's the thing. The, I, didn't, I didn't post it saying, hey, let's help find this guy. I posted it as in, look at all these people filming and watching this lady right? get kicked in the face. And not, nobody doing anything. By this piece of shit. That's why I posted that. Right. And um, and I think that there should be some punishment for that. Yeah. You know, a couple years ago, a, a meme intended to be funny came out on social media. And it was, if the Titanic had sunk today. So it was a graphic with the boat half sunk. Mm-hmm. And all these survivors floating around the water. And they all had their cell phones up filming the, the ship sinking. Right. <laughs> with people still on deck. Um, that's not funny anymore because that's what's no. happening. Yeah. People would rather film than help. Right. And that's ridiculous. It is Come ridiculous. On. Come on. Put your phone down and help the poor woman. Yeah. This happened on a bus or a train or something like that. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And then he just, you know, gets done and he walks by all the cameras and, you know, out the door. Yeah. So, yeah, society. That is ridiculous. It is. So, uh, I posted it for that reason. I mean, we have just, um, we're letting technology take us to a really dangerous place. I agree with you. And, not just- and I don't agree with you a whole lot. <laughs> and I, no, I'm not trying to be funny. Um, um, we have different opinions about a lot of things yeah you and i but that's what makes us mesh so well because we respect each other's opinions right you know um but i forget where i was going with that i had said that we allow technology to take us to some really dark places right yeah (laughs) i mean you know it like in this example uh all the technology going into autonomous driving cars Right. You know, uh, uh, the uh, AI taking over a lot of jobs, you know, it's mm-hmm. for me, it's too far too fast, you yeah. know, and when, yeah. and if all you got to do if to, to, to if you if you're sitting there saying, what does he mean? Think about where we were 30 years ago. I know you didn't have a cell phone in your back pocket. Yeah. You know, you didn't have. Three computers in your house plus two iPads and, you know, three more phones and, you know. It's amazing. Flat screen TVs that can go on the internet. Our iPhones are computers. These iPads are computers. And then you have a computer. I have two computers. That doesn't count my MacBook or my Linux computer. Right. But I have two Windows 10 computers. He's ridiculous. Plus, those MacBooks down he, there. He is so ridiculous, people. I'm telling you. If you move that curtain it's and that funny. box there, there's another desktop behind there. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, it's it. Listen, it's springtime, so maybe we'll get some stuff moved out of here or something. You know, that would be very nice. I have two computers to recondition for sale. I mean, I have a lot going on. Right. I have a lot going on. You do. I bet you didn't know this room has a window. <laughs> I know it has a window. <laughs> By the time I get the window cleared to open it, it will be too hot and the air conditioner will be running. <laughs> you know? Because right. that's the problem. I don't know if it's the way our house sits or what. But, you know, we can open all the windows in this house in the springtime or the, or the fall. Right. And we get no kind of breeze. We don't. It's because of the placement of the windows. 
Is that what it is? Yeah, in we, relation to the wind. Because we get nothing. We a, we absolutely right. go from fireplace to central air to fireplace. Right. With maybe a week or two off in between. Yep. That's why. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. But, and this will be a busy spring too. It is, and it is spring today. It, I mean, we're doing the podcast and it's like 60 some degrees outside. You did some work outside. Yeah, I did. I, I did, did some, some work in and out. And, yeah. yeah. I found out, folks, today, I found out there, you know, take you take for granted duct tape. I worked with duct tape today. Not duct tape. Duct yeah. tape. I worked with the tape that is used to for reinforce duct work. <laughs> Put a new dryer vent on. It was right. quite interesting <laughs> and quite sticky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think we got the job done. I don't... I can't tell if I hear the dryer spinning or not. I couldn't when I was out there. Yeah, but I wonder if that means it conked out. I didn't hear a buzzer. Oh, yeah. I hope not. Yeah. We had to replace the ductwork on our dryer because the dryer was overheating. And the GE guy gave me 90 (gasps) seconds of his time. Let's not talk about that. No, we have to talk about that. We don't have time. I have a few minutes to talk about this. So we have a warranty for our appliances. And GE came out. And this guy was very rude. We've had him here before, although he says he's he never been here. And he was rude. He was rude then. He was rude then. And he comes he in. He was rude on the phone. Yeah. He calls the night before and he says, what's the problem? I said, it's overheating. You know what causes that? Uh, a couple things, I imagine, but no. Uh, your duct is clogged. I'm like, no, the duct's not clogged. We're blowing air out the the, the, you know, the, right. the, the, the duct outside. Right. Perfectly fine. Well, it's you're clogged. I'm like, no. So he comes out the next day, and I leave work to come here for the appointment, and he's here not two minutes, and he says, you're not getting enough, it's not getting venting enough air. I'm like, if you go outside, you will see it is blowing massive air out the side of the house. It's not enough. And he scrapes some lint off the seal. See this? Do you know what that's from? Clogged vent. There's nothing else I can do for you. And he left. Wow. I paid a $100 service fee for 90 seconds of his time. And for him to say that. What is that an hour? So, all right. <laughs> $100 for 90 seconds. Okay, so what it, it, we're, we've hired you to fix the problem. Right, and he didn't. Not to tell us, oh, your, your vent's clogged. Unclog it. And by the way, when I took the old vent off, which was not clogged, to put because we put a new vent on, uh, I reached in as far as I could go inside the back of the dryer and pulled nothing out except that right. little thing that got caught up or whatever. But there's no lint in there. So I need to get a hold of GE Appliances. GE Appliances. Oh, I don't know. Wow. Oh, oh it's Flash because he was in and out in a right? flash. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. GE Flash. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. So, yeah, so I am currently... He wasn't even there long enough to get his name. So my current mood against GE Appliances and American Home Shield right now is pissed. It's it's the little little red face on your iPhone. (laughs) Yeah, with the steam blowing out his yeah, head. Yeah, that's and me. And the, and the curse words across his mouth. Right. 
That's the new one. Exactly. There is That's a, ridiculous. There is actually a newer one. I saw it. There's a newer one. Really? Yeah. There's a newer angry face, and it looks like... Um, geez. I'm clogged up these colds, man. Crazy. I've only had the cold for about a year. Oh, look. He's, cry he's sweating or crying, and he's got his tongue hanging out. See? That means he's hot. <laughs> oh, my God. I just sent that to somebody. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just sent that to one of my bosses. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> yeah, he'll be like. He'll be wondering what's going on over, you know, what I'm mad about. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. I'll have to do some damage control now. Right? Maybe. No, it wasn't. Whole thing I'm mad about something. Whole thing I'm doing some work on a server, and I'm yeah. pissed off. That's right. what I think. But, although I accidentally sent another one, which was like a zipper across the face, blue face, like he's freezing <laughs> with a zipper across his mouth. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Oh my I'm goodness. cold and then I'm hot. I don't know. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up over here. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll be back with a new wombat, a new hero coming up after the break, and uh, just a reminder. 24-7, Joel and Sharon, uh, available at jmtalk.net. <gasps> See, I did it. jmtalk.net? I didn't even write a new paper to say that. I oh just remember. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I just remember. You're so awesome. I'm telling you. I'm trying. Hmm. I try. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my um, God, you're crazy. <laughs> so uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, or if you do, come right back uh, within 90 seconds that is because i'll be back yeah in 90 after that seconds after this yeah after after yeah yeah hit it <laughs> this message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel freaky right well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, this is the Joel Mahalik Show, and uh, we thank you for being here uh, on the podcast, and thanks for listening. And if you can't get enough of Sharon and myself in between the podcast, then you can just uh, stop by the website at jmtalk.net, and you can click the 24-7 stream button, and that will take you to the 24-7 uh, stream of all Joel Mahalik Shows. And, uh, and, uh, that is sponsored by reality one radio, our affiliate partners. And, uh, that way you can get it on any browser. I mean, I was listening to it all day yesterday when I was, <laughs> I was working, I had it on. <laughs> is that narcissistic? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Mm. Anyway, uh, today or the day that the podcast drops 
however you want to look at it, the 24th of March is National Cheesesteak Day. And that's where we celebrate the cheesesteak, which is like, I think it's like the official food of Philadelphia. Uh, but anyway, uh, the cheesesteak, you know, it, it's got to be made right. There are parts of this country you cannot go to and order a Philly cheesesteak because it's not going to taste the same. Okay, uh, just uh, a, a couple bullet points of history. Uh, you know, the cheesesteak was created by Pat and Harry Oliveri, uh, hot dog vendors, and they just so happened to put a steak on the grill. This happened in the 30s, the 1930s, almost 100 years ago. Nearly get in there. Uh, that's when that's that's when it was born. In 1940, Pat's Steaks opens. The Oliveri's open their now iconic South Philly restaurant, Pat's King of Steaks. And then in 1966, the beef wars begin. Gino's Steaks, they open up right across the street from Pat's, fueling a friendly rivalry that rages to this day. So that's that's a brief history, a timeline, if you will. Um... And 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 they're both different. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure what they're. I'm going to tell you something. As a native of the area, I've never gone to Pat's or Gino's. Okay, there are plenty of really good cheesesteak places out in the burbs where I live. So it's okay where I've always lived. You know, when I grew up in Chester, we had two J's, amazing steaks. Yadika Stanzas, amazing steaks. Claymont Steaks, amazing steaks. And Frank's Pizzeria in Bear, amazing steaks. There's always been places to get amazing cheesesteaks without having to go into the city. So, uh, some suggested activities on National Cheesesteak Day. How can you celebrate National Cheesecake Day? Cheat cheese national. Okay. All right, I'm mixing them up. Cheesesteak, not cheesecake, moron. National Cheesesteak Day. Uh, well, this seems obvious, but eat a cheesesteak. Go out and get one. You know, sometimes the obvious answer is the best. Or you can roll up your sleeves and make your own. Sharon and I make cheesesteaks at home all the time. We make cheesesteaks, cheesesteak quesadillas, cheesesteak stuffed peppers. You know, you have a base there, cheese and steak, fried onions. You can do so many different things with it. Uh, you can visit the Cheesesteak Homeland. You can go and take the Philadelphia Cheesesteak Tours. Or don't. And just go on your own and try different places. But, you know, they say you should try Pat's and Gino's. I haven't. And i got to tell you, folks, I don't know if I ever will. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm drinking a lot. Of, it's a nice, beautiful, spring, warm day. Uh, now, another activity that they say, according to the... Uh, National Day Today, nationaltoday.com, suggests trying a vegan cheesesteak. Uh, I would suggest to nationaltoday.com that they go get a CAT scan. Uh, <laughs> I would never recommend a vegan cheesesteak. If you're a vegan, then I, I, I'm a, I apologize. And the cheesesteak, don't make a vegan cheesesteak because you cannot fake a Philly cheesesteak. Okay, there's a... There's a certain way to prepare it and, and certain ingredients. And one of those ingredients, by God, is beef. So don't try 
a vegan cheesesteak. Don't try making a vegan cheesesteak. Or if you do, just don't, you know, I, I don't know. I, well, you know. According to National Today, they said that you can try a cheesesteak made from mushrooms, vegetables, soy, wheat, nuts, or pretty much anything else imaginable that's not meat. I don't think so. I beg to differ. I think I have an argument for that. <laughs> so, why do people love cheesesteaks? Well, first, I mean, it, food doesn't have to be fancy to be delicious. Okay? And cheesesteaks, Philly cheesesteaks, are messy and delicious. Uh, and they're a big part of the Philly culture. So, and it's the only acceptable time that you can use spray cheese. Okay? Because you have... When you go up to Philly, one of those two places, I, I, the aforementioned places, are going to be like, you want it with whiz or without? Whiz or without? You know, that's... And that means cheese whiz. So, me, I, I, I like it with like just a good American cheese. You know, sometimes a provolone if you want it to be a little smoky. You can change that up. But I don't like the ones made with the whiz, the, the whiz or the cheese sauce. A little bit too messy for me. But anyway... So, uh, so there you have it. It's cheesesteak day. Get in on the fun. Anyway, we have a new wombat and a new hero this week. So let's move right into the wombat. Now, you can get in on the fun by submitting your wombat of the week story to the show. Simply email the link to a news story of stupid people doing stupid things to wombat at joelmaholic.com or joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. You can also submit your stories in a message on the Facebook page. So head on over to at JM Talk on Facebook and get me those stories. And we'll put them out. Sometimes we put two or three out in a week. Well, I think we've done it once we've put two out. So don't get your hopes up too much. I don't know. But anyway, so this week... This week, <laughs> we head to uh, <laughs> Michigan. Detroit, to be exact, where uh, WDIV uh, in Detroit reports that an incident occurred Tuesday morning at a home in Detroit. Police arrived there and they found a 50-year-old man with a bullet wound in his foot. So what he told police was he saw a cockroach in his house and he threw his shoe at it hoping to kill it. However... He forgot that he put his gun in his shoe, and when he threw it, the revolver fell out and went off. And that's when he got shot in the foot. So, I don't know if the shoe was on the foot, or maybe it was on the other foot. <laughs> anyway, how do you forget that you put a, a, a gun in your shoe? I don't know if he was wearing it, or if he just picked it up to throw it. And I, I, I'm going to tell you something, folks. If I see a roach, I'm not going to pick up an empty shoe to throw it because I would be now fearful that there are more in my shoe. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, if he was wearing it, how did you not know your revolver was in it? Um, but anyway, um, so yeah. So he shot himself in the foot while trying to throw a shoe at a roach, which obviously the roach got away. So the roach won. It's just another. It's another slash on the side of uh, scoring for the for roaches. I mean, you know, they say they'll live through anything. Apparently, they'll live through a wild shooting and foot 
shoe-throwing in a Detroit, Michigan home. So they can chalk that up on the board for themselves. So according to the Detroit Free Press, they say that the man was taken to the hospital as in stable condition. So, I don't know. Uh, I know that if this were me and this all happened, the first order of business when I got home, okay, now I understand he's in a wheelchair, is get somebody to clean the house. You know, uh, because you you have to look at all the obvious signs. But let me give you a hint. Diametaceous earth is good stuff. And use it. Um, you know, I had recently found out recently, God, recently, like four years ago, found out that farmers use it to kill all kinds of insects crawling around their gardens. And it's safe for livestock and animals. So, you know, we think we had like a mouse running around or something. And uh, we end- <laughs> actually had to repair uh, the dishwasher cord. We got lucky. You know, pulled the dishwasher out or pulled the washer out because the cord passed through there and saw that it was half chewed. I was like, oh my God, can you imagine if it got anywhere? But we had put down behind the appliances, diametaceous earth. We haven't seen anything dead or alive. The theory is, is that rodents or insects or whatever walk through it and it just, it, it draws all the moisture out of their bodies. I mean, it, you know. They'll walk through it, and soon after, wherever they, you know, their final destination awaits not too far along. Um, so, and it's, it, it, it's good stuff. But, wow. I really didn't want to do this story, folks. Because, I, you know, I, 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 ugh, I hate creepy crawlers, but he shot himself in the foot. <laughs> you know, anyway, I hope things get better for him. I hope he gets his problem straightened out. Uh, but in the meantime, I guess, be careful where you put your gun. And that, his name's been withheld, which is good, because that means it doesn't go out on the air either. But he is, whoever he is, is the Wombat of the Week for shooting himself in the foot. <laughs> There's so many cliches that can come out of a story like that. But anyway, so, um, okay. Now, uh, our other segment is honor thy heroes this segment every week is really near and dear to us we love doing this uh and uh we love doing it from our hearts but we also love doing it because we are putting the word out there we're you know we're 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 hoping that we're helping push these stories out across our social media outlets and and they are they do gain ground we do see the the impressions come in for these stories because there's not enough media outlets delivering such good news about first responders or, or anything else and we have recently decided to, that we're going to start looking for some everyday uh, non first responder law enforcement type heroes uh as uh, we find them as people send them in you can send these stories to me at joelmahalikradio at gmail.com uh we'd love to hear about heroes you know, from your local paper. We'll put it out there, man. We will. Uh, but in this case, uh, this week's Honor Thy Heroes uh, actually goes to Virginia, not too far from here. Uh, Hopewell, Virginia. Hopewell Fire Chief Donnie Hunter 
describes his split-second decision to save the American flag from its pole outside the Hopewell Moose Lodge as the building burned as feeling, quote-unquote, like the right thing to do. Uh, there is a viral video that we will be posting on the Facebook page, uh, but um, the early morning fire um, destroyed the building that had been uh, uh, there for 60 years, home to the lodge, lodge number 1472. Uh, Chief Hunter said that he had made the decision after seeing the Moose Lodge flag fall off of its flagpole and into the fire. So well, he says when the flag dropped, that made us realize that the American flag and the Virginian flag were probably getting close to the same fate. And um, so Hunter, who was one of <clears throat> the one you'll see kneeling at the start of the video when you watch it, if you haven't already, uh, assisted in lowering the flag uh, by firefighter Timmy Cibula. So they basically uh, they saw what happened to the Lodge's flag, and then they went and they got the American flag down. And the the video is just uh, just amazing. Uh, to watch the video and see what they did. And, uh, you know, Hunter also says that uh, one is a symbol of the country, two is a symbol of them to hopefully bring back to them some piece of the building that we were actually, uh, uh, when we were actually losing the firefight. The moose is an important part of the community, and we were truly hoping to give them something back as part of the moose uh, uh, because they've done a lot for us now. When he says the moose, he's referring to the lodge itself. Um, afterwards, after the fire, Hunter presented the flag to the lodge's governor, Brian Carpenter. And uh, it turned into a, an emotional uh, moment, uh, turning the flag over and um, giving back that little piece of the lodge. So, um, it was kind of, uh, kind of poetic. Um, you know, and, uh, it went viral out over Facebook, which was really good. Uh, the Hopewell Fire Department serves a 10.8 square mile and, um, they got their, uh, video and information out there over social media pretty well. We're going to hope to push it some more and to the, uh, to the volunteer firefighters, uh, in Hopewell who pulled that flag down and saved it from the fire. We honor you this week on Honor Thy Heroes. And we thank you very much for your service to that community and to the service of the people in your community who I am sure are very grateful to have you guys. Mm. So, um, there it is from the, uh, the, from the Fire Nation. As it were, being an ex-volunteer firefighter myself. Uh, what a brotherhood. And um, and in need of volunteers, uh, I've I've actually been reading that uh, you know volunteership is is going down, and it's everywhere. I mean, here where we're at, anywhere, anywhere you're listening, think about it. you want to volunteer, go talk to your local volunteer fire department because there is apparently uh, a a shortage of volunteers who want to do that. I mean, I guess I was in there during one of the periods of hype. I know there was a big period of hype in, I want to say, the 70s, I think. I, f I forget. But then, of course, I went in mid-80s and was in there until uh, almost 2000. And, um, you know, I call personally, I call that the second wave 
only from what I read in, in history. And I, and I love reading the history of early starts of the volunteer fire service and the early days of firefighting. It's really interesting stuff. But uh, that's our Honor Thy Heroes. And, um, again, you can send those stories to me at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. You know you have a story in your local paper of a hero. I want that story. I want that story, and I'll put it on the air, and we'll put it on the social media, and we'll blast about it. So, um, and so that's that. So keep an eye out for that. Um, also, uh, a quick note, like uh, in in final, we're we're actually Sharon and I are working on some uh, interesting different ways. You know, th- this is a podcast, and I mean, when I take a break, when I ask you to stay tuned after the break, you're taking a ninety second break. I may have taken an hour break. I mean, that's that's one of the benefits of being able to do a podcast is we do it in segments and we do some post producing. We put everything together. And what that also means is, is we are we are developing. I say developing. We're thinking about because there's already ways to do all these different things. We're going to get creative because, especially with the with the summer summer months are coming, and we do a lot of uh, traveling on weekends when we can. And uh, so we are going to be coming up with some new creative ways of of putting together podcasts. They'll be delivered the same to you, obviously, but. They may sound a little more interesting. They may be a little more interesting, and uh, and who knows? There's like a lot of things that we can do, and uh, this will be the summer of experimentation because <laughs> obviously we will be doing it uh, that way. So um, stay tuned for more information about that. Not really for more information. Isn't that like just something you say? Stay tuned for more information. The fact of the matter is, you'll know because we're going to tell you what we're doing when we're doing it so you really don't have to stay tuned for information about it stay tuned to find out because it's just going to happen uh so remember joelmaholic.com is where to go the easier way to get there is jmtalk.net while you're there subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode when it drops each week and if you want to hear more and whenever you want check out the 24 7 stream uh which is running 24 7 and it's all joel mahalik and sharon and uh, I don't know, maybe we'll be throwing in some old stuff from the Behind the Mic show. I don't know yet. That's the crazy thing about it, right? It's a, it's a stream. We can do whatever we want. Uh, so who knows? But anyway, check all that out. Visit us on Facebook at JM Talk. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know that you're listening. And we'll be looking forward to visiting with you again next week. So be good, everybody. And we'll catch you next time on the show. Goodbye. <laughs>